I won more premierships alone than the other he 19 managers. He has created an absolute Boys, we are here to rant. James, we have to do justice before we just slide right into the top four. I didn't want to get off track. This, this is one of the best title races of all time. Good afternoon, and Patrick. You're in a really heated race to finish in the top four. And you trot out a B team. What do they need? What on earth? I don't have an option. I'm talking World Wow. Welcome. Welcome. To Prem de la Prem. Welcome back to Prem de la Prem, ladies and gentlemen. We are on the eve, the cusp of the 2020-2021 Premier League season. Patrick, we finally get to be alone. It's just you and me now. The way it was meant to be. Mm. The roundtable guests are fun and all, but I see your face turning blue with all the takes that get welled up inside while everyone else across our fans, Arsenal, United, Spurs, so on and so forth, are just putting all theirs into the ether. There's no room for us. It was difficult to bite my tongue, James. I was trying to just, I mean, I, and I don't even know if I did bite my tongue. I don't think certainly. we did. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly had my fair share of takes, but let me just tell you, I wanted a heck of a lot more. Yeah, you you created your own side pool of takes for specific teams. You're, you're like, I I I've lost track of your of your your little bit leavits. Yeah, so and that's probably upon by design. Yeah, no, I got some, good, but there was there were some some good ones that didn't even get taken, and I kind of steered. I'm I'm gonna adopt some other ones. You know, Steve's take on Harvey Barnes was mm-hmm. a little bit more aggressive than what mine was going to be. So that's just a perfect, perfect wagon to, to hitch myself to. I'm going to yeah. ride that one. Yeah, that's a um, read the room and counter appropriately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of the, um, who was it? The Chelsea guys were just going off. I, I I really wanted to have, I mean, I had my go at Mason Mount, but that was prepared. Sure. I wasn't sure. ready for what they were bringing to the table. But all in all, I think an improvement on our first year round tables. Can't wait till next year. Maybe one year we'll get all twenty sides represented. I think we did nine this year. Yeah, we bit off we bit off a whole lot. Or eight, yeah. And by yeah, we in the shorter shorter and, season too, and, the shorter off season. Right, exactly. We didn't give ourselves a whole lot of time to make the website, mm. which uh, <clears throat> I'm waiting for an update on that. But uh, I know you've got a lot on your plate across the edits. Whereas I myself, um, I'm I'm the talent. I'm the talent, so what I do is I write I write the questions um, before the interviews. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You do five minutes do, before, to be exact. Yeah. Pre-production, post-production, no overlap. It's efficiency. That's what we're about here. <laughs> actual actual production leaves a lot to be desired, but if we got we got the we got, we got the pre and the well. post. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, in true premhead fashion, we are shooting the shit. Uh, to kick this one off, but it, it's really meant to be a no mucking about cast. It's all about our predictions. We're going to do James and Patrick's bona fide lock them, top four finishes, bottom three finishes, top goal scorer, go, golden boot winner, and then a surprise package team who might exceed expectations and a surprise wreckage team who might plummet. Uh, upon the weight of expectation and then of course it is prem de la prem so you know we got a freak you know we got some men of culture and you know degenerate district is back not mm. by popular demand but because it's what you deserve <laughs> no wait no one's asking for this <laughs> i better stop printing those t-shirts i have <laughs> I, I actually did start a spreadsheet this year, which will eventually go on the website you mentioned, James, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still in still in development. You know, it's just it's in dev. Yeah, yeah. Legalese. It's just a whole it's a whole thing. But in any case, uh, you wouldn't once, understand. Yeah. Once the, she goes to another school. Once this is out of development, <laughs> I will put my full record on display for the public. I'm going to keep track of what kind of bets I'm making. Home, away, bet on, bet against, money line over unders. So we're going to really hone in on what I'm good at. Uh, and maybe more importantly, what I'm not good at. So yeah. I'm excited to, to get some actual data on my numbers because I think I was right more than I was wrong on my locks last year. Well, that's the thing. I feel like you play nicely against memory. And like my memory in particular, like all I can hold you against is what I remember you to have done across the span of a season. Now we can just lay it out all pretty with numbers and stats and, and yeah. let that tell the story. I will say Project Restart was not kind to me uh, in the gambling sense. I did no. not do well after the break. And, no. And so maybe maybe people are just looking at me like they're looking at Lester. Like, yeah, I could have just finished the season strong. Could have been a Champions League gambler. But no, he's just just staying up you know and that's mm-hmm. not what i want i have higher ambitions you mm-hmm. know so that's hold what yourself I'm to a higher standard mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well let's start it here patrick let's do our top four predictions get right to the good stuff do you want to go fourth I, I i envision this came to me in a dream i had a vision that you and i would do like my fourth place your fourth place your fourth place your third place my third place so on so on do you want to do it that way or reverse and go like first place to fourth mm. Mm. i like i like the crescendo um mm-hmm. from first to fourth and who am i to stop you from retrieving your dream so let's start let's start at number four you want me to kick it off sure so what i had wrote what had happened was I had wrote this to go the other way and all of my descriptions talk about the team above them. And okay, well, let's do it. Them. Well, let's do it that way. We don't, we don't need to do it this way. Okay. So number one. Yeah. Number one. Let's go right think, for the jugular. I think Liverpool are defending and I am, we talked about this briefly on the round tables. I am astounded, astounded at the disrespect they got from our round tables. Absolutely astounded. Like, I love those people, but I could not wrap my head around the disrespect that Liverpool got. I think a lot of people are forgetting how strong this side is. I think that Project Restart, they were relatively apathetic. They had the league in the bag. I don't think they ever got back in the swing of things. Yeah, I they think were on they vacation. What, they never came back from March. They were out of the Champions League. Yeah. Wh- why? Yeah. They had nothing uh, else to play for except just kind of walking their way to the title. Which they so it may, it may be obvious now, and I definitely you know mentioned this in our roundtables as well. I agree with you. Uh, no spoilers. Liverpool, I've got them at first place. The disrespect is unthinkable, and that's this is coming from a United fan. But as a fan of the Premier League, it, it, was, it was astounding. And the comparison I like to make here is I think the Prem heads and and fans in general are maybe thinking like Pep Guardiola in terms of their top four predictions. Like, they need to make tweaks and adjustments just because they can versus go with the best team on paper. And Liverpool, to me, is the best team on paper. They have how they were falling apart. They won by 20 points. They got the best defense in the Premier League. They've got the best starting 11. And I don't know how so many people can, you know, all of a sudden, just because City has been linked with Messi... And then maybe that would change yeah. it. That would absolutely change it for me. To be fair, I know it's not happening anymore, but 
when that was in play, I was I was leaning City. I will be fair mm. about. I'll be honest about. That. I think my spicier take was that I was going to stay with Liverpool regardless. Really? And, uh, so maybe let's get into this, Patrick. Yeah. Do you have City's two for you? Yeah, right? you have City. Yeah, yeah. Okay. City, City, and two. Yeah. No, this isn't a. This is not the Kate podcast anymore. <laughs> just, I don't have Arsenal. Wait, I don't just have Arsenal wait. in this one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so my point being carry through you and I both have city sitting in the second place position. I don't think Nathan Aki solves the Vincent company problem positionally. Yes. Is he promising? Yes. Could he grow to be a very strong player? Yes, but I don't think he's a leader. And if you look at Liverpool, I think they have three players who could be captains of the team. Henderson, Van Dyke, Robertson. It's, it's a, it's a mentality that's in the club. City, De Bruyne, without a doubt, I'm not knocking him, one of the best players in the in the Premier League, if not the world, he's not a leader in the sense of, like, give players a, a, a public dressing down or a G-up or whatever they need. He's got and, that messy, like, sad boy face. Yeah, yeah he's wrong. got sad boy. He's got perpetual sad boy face, even when they're winning, to be fair. Yeah, um, it's just all about business. Yeah. I think he's just disappointed that he was really good at soccer and not, like, accounting, you know? I feel like he's... <laughs> Just wants wants something. Oh, else. I really, I really wanted to be a a, a CFA. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah, sorry. Continue. No, that, I mean that was my that was my main point for why City's staying in second place. Ferran Torres, good signing. They bring in Koulibaly. Maybe we'll talk, but I don't think they've solved their problems. And that was going to be my spicy take with Messi. You're bringing in the best attacker in the world, but unless you plan on winning games by just genuinely outscoring them. You, 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 what are we addressing in the in the defense department and the leadership department? That was my point. So the leadership department, I think, is a fair one. I think that, I, I, and I would, I would, I mean, I'll, I'm going to save some, some, some later predictions, but I don't think we're talking about um, a 15-point a, a gap between first and second. I don't think no, we're talking about no, no. first place team. I think both of these teams probably finish a lot closer to 90 points than they do 100 points. I think that the competition towards the top of the table is tougher. And, and, and to, for the people that were saying it on the roundtables, you have to absolutely give them credit. It is harder to stay at the mountaintop than it is to get there. It is, sure. It's going to be a lot more difficult for Liverpool to, to ride, to, to, to go back and win another title. I think it's going to be also difficult for them to have, I, what, what is the weight of the home fans at Anfield? It's not nothing. I, we, we're going to find out what it is and, and how, how do Liverpool you know, either kind of, I don't want to say, basically, how do they finish teams or how do teams like, you know, not have their will broken without right. the fans at Anfield? I think it's going to be an easier place to play. And mm-hmm. I think that that's going to cost them points. I, I do I do disagree with you a little bit. I do think that, I think Aki was exactly the type of player they need. I don't know enough about Koulibaly to say that he's a leader or he's not. Uh, the fact that he's a center back being priced at what he's priced at you have to think that he 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 has that in his locker i think that's Mm -hmm. a characteristic of a lot of center backs in that that price range but i i I think that they're a more complete team city i I just i don't have so much confidence in their edge and i think that i do believe in liverpool's edge i don't know if that's i mean maybe it's captaincy maybe it's not uh but there's a self-assuredness throughout liverpool from klopp all the way through you know everyone in in that team and there's a little bit of self-doubt in the city side all the way through, from pep all the way through that team uh the fact that you could see them get deflated against arsenal in an fa cup semifinal when they conceded yeah. one goal over the top like right. they had to recover from that 
Liverpool, I feel like they don't, with the exception of um, the Atletico game, is probably the only game I would I would say that that was characteristic of them this past year. Then I honestly I don't count anything after Project Restart for them. I just don't. No, I, I no, don't me either. In it. Me either. Not at Maybe all. I, it meant it quite literally meant nothing. And I think Klopp, I think Klopp did a little bit of like. I don't think he was lying to the media when he says, listen, I'm still instilling the same standards on players. And I think players wanted to play with the same standards, but there's just a level of subconsciousness that you can't tap into whether you like it or not. You know, the pressure's yeah. off. And let me let me put this in a way that I think our, our listeners would understand. When I'm doing my Arsenal career mode in FIFA, I'm up for the Tottenham game. I am doing... I'm doing all of my training sessions strategically. I'm making sure the guys that I'm <laughs> that making sure that the guys that I want in the in the in certain places are getting trained in those certain places. I'm crisp. I'm sharp. I'm taking home three points. Mm-hmm. Next game, I got West Ham at home. I'm flying right into that game. I'm throwing in Maitland Niles in the center of the park. I'm making some loose decisions. And I think that that's, yeah, you're eating dinner at the same time, right? I think that it's just there's a, there, your 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 mind goes elsewhere when the stakes are lower and. I think it's actually a testament to the Premier League that that's the standard that needs to be upheld for even a team as good as Liverpool sure. to stay at the top. Sure, They they dropped points in six games. They won 32 of 38 games. Yeah. I, I, I can't believe the disrespect they're getting. I do think it's going to be a very, very close title race, and we'll get more to that later. But uh, let's go on to third, James. Why don't you, I, I why don't feel you that. Who your third Ooh, can is? I give you one last Liverpool take? Of course. Because I, I, we're going to ignore this race. Within what two months, and then it's going to be all about Champions League. So let's 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 hash it out. Now. Yeah, it's two horse race, folks. Uh, spoiler alert: It's going to be a two horse race. It's going to be the same two horses. Here's my take on Liverpool, Patrick. I think this is this is the last year of this team's quote unquote window, and I think there's a little bit of like. I think that's what's going to spur them on to retaining this title. I think Klopp might be talking to these players about what their future holds and and where they're going to be. And I think, don't get me wrong, I don't think this is going to be like a a wholesale different team come next season. What I mean here is they lost out on the title when City went for 100. They obviously won it this past year. This third year, I don't see Salah, Firmino, and Mane being together going in next season. I I think these other teams will come calling. Something's got to give. And 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 the starting the starting eleven will be rotated, and maybe it'll be a little bit of a rebuild. But I think this is the last year of their window. Do you mean that? In and we can move on. But do you mean that in the sense that they'll need to make some bigger changes next year, or do you think like flat out we know who Liverpool are, we know what their transfer spend is going to look like, we know what the rest of the league's transfer spend is going to look like? One more year of City or City United Chelsea. And you just think that they're going to be right? Mm. Just they're just going to be a Champions League team, or do you think that they are? You know, I don't want to say like, I'm just throwing a name out, but like if they went for like a Griezmann to replace a Firmino, and then they really bolstered the midfield with, I mean, even Thiago this year, but maybe even somebody a little bit more dynamic, like one of these, you know, ninety hundred million dollar players. Do you, I mean, it's. I think this is I the can't best way to, to fall off that hard. No, I don't think they're going to fall off that hard either. I, I don't want to make any like drastic like. Liverpool's gonna, you know, fall from grace. What I, I think, what I, what I'm trying to say is, one if not two of their superstar players will leave for a Real Madrid or a Barcelona. I think Mane for sure, and then I think maybe a Salah, maybe a Firmino, maybe. Uh, when Alden's being talked about going just like when Alden's so, already being yeah. talked about going to Barcelona, and what you're seeing, I don't know where this Thiago saga is gonna land. You're seeing that they're counting on the players that they have. 
And we talked about this in mm-hmm. the Liverpool roundtable. They're not too thrilled about it, but I still think it's a team that is able to win the title. I think they're, they're, it's very realistic that there's a conversation going on with Klopp and, and, and uh, Fenway Sports Group and the players that's like, let's do this for, glo- for glory, go for the Premier League, go for the Champions League, and then you know go feel free to explore your career elsewhere. If, if that's what's on their mind, because Mane's always been linked with uh, those other European clubs. So I think right. they won't fall out of the top four, but m- maybe they just adjust their, their sights going into the following season. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think, that's, I think that's fair. I think that we've learned as much in the last two transfer windows that they, they're content, at least in the short term, to, 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 to rest on their laurels. And, you know, obviously that's... Yeah. They set a high bar with the team that they have now. So, you know, can't really knock them mm-hmm. until... You know they fall. They fall from the top. But mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, I think I, I think it's gonna be a good race. I think it's gonna be a fun race. I agree. Okay, I think it's be so like that centurion season. Outside of, of this, forward. outside of this race, Patrick, third place pains me to say it, but I'm going off of what I have in front of me. I'm 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 putting Chelsea in there, third place. Mm. And my rationale there is, <clears throat> you can't ignore the facts and the players who they brought in who I think are absolute quality in Ziyech, Werner, Havertz, three mouthwatering players that there's a lot to be optimistic about. And I think their squad on paper is better than United's right now. The challenge and why I don't even consider them close to a title race is Frank Lampard's got to sort out how to get the best out of this team, what his best 11 is. He's still developing as a manager himself. And I'm not entirely convinced until they've replaced Kepa or am I entirely convinced in Chilwell's pedigree at left back that this is a title-worthy team? So that's that's my rationale. Chelsea in three. Okay, so I got a I got a different team in there. Um, not not Chelsea, uh, not United. Uh huh. I'm backing my lads. Oh my Arsenal. god! I got Arsenal <laughs> taking home. <laughs> Third place. Oh my god! I got Arsenal He's taking back. home third place. He's look, back. Look, look. I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't put them below both United and Chelsea, so I decided neither. I couldn't. I couldn't parse out the difference between United and Chelsea in my head. I mean, so if I you're doing it. one, you might as well. It's it's quite literally a double down. That's what I think. Like I think if if because I was going through that and I'm, I'm like I'm not going to put them in fifth. There's no chance. Like at the like they could be. I mean, they are eighth in the table, but they could be a mid-table side, and I'm going to put them at fourth every season full stop. It would be a low-team move if they didn't come up in any of these discussions. Like, sue me if I'm putting them at fourth place if they're even dog shit, which, you know, uh-huh. I'll let I'll let the listeners decide. Uh-huh. But here's what I think. I'm, I'm not necessarily riding the high. I think that Arsenal have a lot to prove against, honestly, against smaller teams. They need to prove, one, that they have the mental fortitude or the will or whatever it might be to get three points at fucking Brighton and at, you know, West Ham. And, you know, get, they lost 1-0 to, to Aston Villa in the, you know, penultimate game of the season when, you know, this was before they went and won the FA Cup and got into the Europa League. Mm-hmm. They have to improve those games. And my faith is in, honestly, I think it's 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 damn near a 20-point improvement if you just look at the mistakes that, that, that Arteta's been able to cut out, if you can, can extrapolate that over the course of the season. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they're done doing business in the transfer window. So I am kind of putting a little bit of weight on a, a your yeah. midfield, yeah, yeah, I'm, you're you're taking a punt on on another pretty big player coming in, yeah, yeah, and I think it's I think it's um, I think it's Arar, Arar. I'm gonna need to learn how to say his name. He's got too many vowels in a row. Awar, Awar, 
He has five letters in his name, and only the last one is a consonant. It's it just um, it's a challenge. It's unthinkable. Yeah, our. It sounds like I got something stuck in my teeth. But in any case, I think that he's coming in. Sir, you, got, you sound like you got peanut butter stuck yeah, through your mouth. I, I think that Arteta's getting the absolute most out of his side, and I'm I'm backing them. I think that I think that they are better on their day than Chelsea and United. They're just too far off off like not on their day, and that's why I'm I, th- I think Arteta's going to cut out their off days. And I could be wrong, but that's that's how I'm going into the season. Their day is like. Friday, like last day of the work week, like that's their day. You just got to make sure you get them on their day. Well, Monday was our day last year. It seemed like every fucking game we played was on a Monday. Mm. So hopefully, we get some right. weekend games this season. Yeah, maybe that'll improve the, the 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 lineup. Yeah, maybe so. We do have Chris well, Cavanaugh for match week one. So go fucking smash a full and penalty. I love. I love that you're on ref watch. <laughs> oh yeah, I got full tin tin foil hat Arsenal <laughs> fan going right now. <laughs> Uh, I cannot wait for the first United penalty of the season. Can we do an emergency pod when we get our first pen? Yeah, so I also plan... Uh, I can't do it on the first match week because it's it's during a weekday, but I do plan to go live on Instagram. Um, I'm going to call it Trash Watch. And I'm, so I'm going to watch Mason Mount and just going to decide in my next <laughs> full viewing of a Chelsea game, live commentary, whether or not he is trash. And I will slowly... Adjust, we'll have one of those meters... And we'll yeah. just see if he's That's if he's fantastic. Trash. Okay. Well, he's got to be on the field for that to happen. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm talking like, I'm going to tune in around the 60th minute. That's when we're going to grab him. Great. Okay. Uh, I, I, I respect your right to say it, but I think the less said, the better. Uh, <laughs> moving on to fourth place. I mean, you backed your lads. You had to. Fourth place, speaking of backing your lads, I guess if that's what you want to call it, I have United here in fourth. I, I don't know what I'm setting myself up for. I think it's our most likely finish, which is why I'm putting them there. It's not really a, a heart. What my heart tells me, it's what my head tells me as of right now, knowing we haven't signed Sancho, we haven't signed a center back, we haven't signed a left back. Uh, the, the margin of, I don't know, margin of error or like the just breadth of how this season could play out is it's very, it's wide. And it's vast. We could we could really plummet here, or we could have a season where we strongly close the gap on City and Liverpool and everything in between. 100%. And I think the 100%. average, I think it just the average landing zone is fourth place. So that's where I'm putting us. But a whole mess of things could happen, Patrick. And we very well could finish below Arsenal. But I'm also not saying we can't finish right up there next to second place. I I couldn't agree more with you, James. I think that. I think that of, I mean, I know I just slapped Arsenal in third, but I think if there's a team that's going to be in the title race outside of those top two teams, mm-hmm. I do think it's United. And I think that the challenge is, what what United are we going to see? They look great after Project Restart, but they're, I think on paper, or basically even by finishing position, the most difficult game they played was Leicester. Uh, didn't look entirely convincing in that game. I know it's a crazy game. You know, last last game of the season, everything was on the line. It's mm-hmm. every right for nerves to be a factor. They didn't look good in the tournaments, and and they, which is kind of a a flip to what they looked at before Project Restart, where I believe they did the double over City. They beat Chelsea several times. They looked mm-hmm. very competent against Liverpool, but they were losing games that they shouldn't have lost. And so I don't know what we have on our hands here. But if they can maintain that form that they ended the season on against those good teams, and then still kind of have that humility that they had against City where uh, we watched that game together, the one where 
uh, it was a really cool moment for for United fans. I think you know at, at the Etihad, um, you know Ollie walking off to you know Ferguson just with his big old you know rosy cheeks and mm-hmm. cold cold mm-hmm. Manchester air smiling cold down man on you him. cheeks yeah 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 and I, and that was and and they had the humility to really get in stuck as stuck in as a team and you know played for the badge if they can maintain that and kind of have that they can go back and forth to be like we're not quite there yet but this is how we can beat this team which is something I think you would have to give credit to Arteta's Arsenal more recently uh, on is, is is having that humility to attack those teams mm-hmm the only way that you can beat them. Don't be afraid to, you know, mm-hmm. pack it in a bit, you know, and, and get yourself a result. And then actually still take it to those teams that they did struggle with earlier in the season. I, I could see them being right up there. The, if they do both those things, they should be right up there at the top of the table. But I also have them, of of the teams we've talked about so far, most likely for a catastrophe. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's it's both sides of the pendulum. And we are swinging right now. I think it's a slippery slope if things go wrong. That's my fear for United. I, do, I just think that things I mean, could picture, picture this. very quickly. P- picture this, and it's very easy to picture. No more signings until the season starts. A bad injury to Pogba or Bruno. And, like, there you have it, folks. Like, right. it's, yeah. it's a danger zone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, that, being, yeah, that all being can, said, Patrick, yeah. do you have them in fourth place? I have Chelsea in fourth place, and it's just <laughs> it's due it's due to the depth. You slap your that, boys in third place and drop United out. Well, first of all, gotta do what I gotta do. There's too many good teams, and I can't have Arsenal out of it. So something's gotta happen here, right? You know. And there's I look listen to the roundtables. I'm glad. Here's the thing: I felt comfortable putting Arsenal in third place because I didn't put them highest of the people on the round table. So I think that I, mm. through that logic, I am. Grounded. You seem very, yeah. You seem very grounded in that, right? Right. 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 Okay. I said, no, no, they won't finish in second. Third. <laughs> <laughs> I also well, Kate, think that, that's quite bullish of you. Yeah, it's insane. Uh, <laughs> which you, my, my one of my little bit leaves. Um, the 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 thing that I think with. Um, Oh shoot! I lost my my train of thought there. Chelsea with, in fourth or United? Um, I'm trying to help you get back on that train. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I was trying to like, I was doing mental gymnastics earlier as I was writing mm-hmm. this, and I'm just recalling what they were. So when <laughs> Arsenal, that's has, not my handwriting, has Premier League and Europa League, they're going to be able to rotate the squad. I think a little bit better than both Chelsea and United will, who are both in the Champions League. Right. And I think Chelsea has the depth to compete in both of those leagues. I don't think United, United. I think United is still in a position where, um, I guess if, you know, uh, was it quarterfinals is where where you'd like to see them go and organically make the Champions League and the Premier League. I think those to do both of those things, I think, are a, a tough task for mm-hmm. United. I think they yeah. could easily do one of them. So yeah, think, no, it's fair. It, it comes down to it comes down to depth. Yeah. It com- it comes down to depth, doesn't it? Right yeah. now, let me I'm... just yeah. If you were going to put Arsenal third, you would have also had United. Fifth, because you put Chelsea ahead of them. So, you know, just kind of go on that journey with me, James. It's a big if. I'd t- Accept the facts for how they are. <laughs> Liverpool, City, Arsenal. Who's fourth, James? Tell me. Are you slotting <laughs> <in> United? <laughs> are you going Chelsea? If Sheffield United's in first, what happens to the rest of the table? It's a pinball effect. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Bottom three, Patrick. This may in of itself be a... Uh, ruin your credentials mm-hmm. <laughs> for a few of these teams and my yeah. rationale as such. Uh, why don't we go 20th 
to 18th place. Who do you have at the dumpster end of the table? So I got up Manchester rear. United. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, they weren't in your top four. It's in play. Yeah. You didn't ask me where. No, I do, for the record, I have United fifth. Where, where do you have Arsenal? You have them fifth? You have them more in like the still the six to eight realm? Mm, I, I hadn't thought about it at all. That's how much it takes up my mind. But mm. I, um, I actually do have them above Spurs. And I have them above the other plucky teams, the Wolves. So I think fifth is reasonable for Arsenal. I do. Yeah. I think they're on the right track. And I'll be clear. Let me, let me be clear. If we... Actually, no, I won't be satisfied with fifth. Actually, I no, I won't another, be clear. <laughs> I think I think that this is a it's it's not a Champions League or bus season because I think Arteta's got a longer leash. No, it, but, no, that's no, come on. Yeah. No, but that is my expectation. My expectation is Champions League. And also that's that's not me just you know having a laugh and going on. That's that's apparently how that, that's the vision that is being sold to the players that are being brought in. It's the right expectation. It's the right expectation to set. It's not a sackable offense if it doesn't happen. Oh, I 100% agree. I right. 100% agree. I think we're aligned yeah. there. Yeah. Okay. Um, so bottom, bottom, three, of the, bottom of the table. Number 20. Dead bottom. Yeah. Just a poor man's Norwich. I'm going with Fulham. Uh-huh. Uh, my logic here is they're pretty trash two years ago <laughs> when they were in the league. Um, and Callum Chambers was their player of the season then. He is now back on Arsenal. So I can't imagine they've gotten any better even though they did come up, so that might refute that point. But also I think that there's – this was actually difficult because there's there's teams I'm like, whoa, I can't believe this team might go down. You know, mm. I, I think that there's – the quality of the whole league is rising. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I think it's difficult to pick, but I it's got tough. Fulham it's tough to pick. scraping the bottom. Patrick, I have Fulham 20th place as well. Um, well my rationale does not stray too far from the pack as far as what you've talked about. <laughs> I uh, I watched their playoff promotion run because they're obviously the, the bridesmaids of the championship who came up through the playoff and not just automatic promotion. So that's already going against them. And then I read up, I did a little like, I read one of their season previews and they're talking about how reliant they are on Mitrovic. And don't take anything away from this guy, but he was their key player when they were in the Premier League two years ago and blew it. So how can you how can you make a, a case that they're going to play better when they're still reliant on the same player? It just it just doesn't add up. It doesn't make good reading for Fulham fans. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, I just yeah, I mean, I watched that championship game, um, and the only guy that stood out was Ben Rama on Brentford. And then okay, hit that, <laughs> yeah, right, right. Hit like a forty-yard shot where the keeper was asleep, and then that was that was game blouses. But the yeah, yeah, the caption for that keeper effort should have been like when you're made to play goalkeeper on pro, on pro clubs. Just right. the it was way literally as if somebody that. like wiggled the goal the opposite direction. Yeah, like after he set himself up, <laughs> it was it was it was yeah. it was off. I do feel for the guy because he was you know he's just trying to make a play on the cross and they yeah. just got yeah. I mean that's yeah, it sucks. That's it his sucks. legacy for now. I guess that's all it. he's going to be remembered for. Okay, number 19. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I've I'll got, let you go since I... I yeah, snake style, snake style. 20. Patrick, I've got West Brom. Oh, me too! Yeah, two for two. I, 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 Again, this goes back to Pep Syndrome, where I feel like you need to have a take at all times. Why can't you just go with what is the... You know, sometimes, I forget what it's called, what, Occam's Razor, the most obvious choice is is the right choice like Like more often than not yeah yeah so like uh fulham and and west brom they they're two teams coming up straight from the championship i think they're going to struggle the most west brom uh all i know about them is they signed an impressive youngster from west ham who made uh which made mark noble extremely upset grady diangana 
I'm sure he's going to be a solid player. But again, if all the fanfare is around this youngster who you scalped off of West Ham, I don't have a lot of, I don't, I don't have high hopes for a season. West Brom, number 19. Yeah. So my reason's a bit simpler. Um, I saw something on Instagram that said West Brom had been promoted and it was a picture of Kieran Gibbs smiling. And I was like, okay, if that's their guy. <laughs> Your rationale is all tied to Arsenal, Fulham and West Brom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I need my linchpins. I got my linchpins for context, and then I make my, my decisions off mm-hmm, of that. So, mm-hmm. so sorry, uh, but also I interrupted. The, 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 they, were, they were wallowing at best the last time they were in the Premier League, which I think was three years ago at this point. Uh, and I felt like they were kind of floundering on their way down. They are the consummate and, yo-yo team. Yeah, and they don't necessarily... They don't strike me as a squad, and, and you know I'm sure I'll be proven wrong shortly. But they don't strike me as a, stro- a squad that's coming into the league with higher ambitions than staying up. And I think that with the competitive nature of the league that I mentioned, and mm-hmm. uh, you know the other teams that I think are in legitimate contention for relegation battles, I just don't, I I, I just don't think they stack up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's fair. All right. All right. My, um, this is probably the squeakiest. Yeah, 18. What yeah. do you have? So I've got leads staying up. So it's not going to be all three promoted teams uh-huh. going so back do I. down. I'm so not do drinking I. the Kool-Aid to the degree that the rest of them are, but i got sure. leads staying up. Sure. The reason is just because I think that their time is up, and I don't think they bring enough going forward. But I think Brighton, a team Ooh, that I've backed. I was, uh, I, was, I was debating Brighton. I don't have Brighton. I went, I went back and forth between Brighton and another team. I'm interested uh-huh. to hear. Uh-huh. Actually, two other teams. Uh, but I I think that they're a team that's just been hanging on. And I, as much as I like um, Graham Potter, you know, I, I did do a little bit of research. I don't think they've really bolstered the side. And you know, Shots I, I fired know. at Lalana. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Addition by subtraction or subtraction by addition. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't. Know. Okay. And they're they're a team that's going to be a tough out every time. So they're they're a team that I would back in a relegation fight. Like I might flip on this one. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they've been here before. They've shown some fortitude before. Yeah. You know, I like Lewis Dunk, and I do like Graham Potter. I think he's I think he's a great manager. Yeah. Um, and I think he's going to do better uh, things eventually. It's a good pick. I like Brighton. I was debating between Brighton and this club. I think it's West Ham's time. I think it's West Ham's time. I've got them in 18th. They scraped by last season. Uh, as we mentioned with West Brom, I guess they gave up one of their best youngsters in, in Grady D and Ghana to go to West Brom. Declan Rice is seemingly unsettled, uh, you know, like with Chelsea peering over and, and trying to pick him off. And, and quite frankly, I think David Moyes is trash. So, so that was I don't see I don't see a whole lot of direction coming from this club right now that I think really needs to lay down a marker in their Premier League status. Yeah, I think it's a. I think that's a fair shout. That was another team I was considering. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, I, I, you know, as much as I enjoyed our conversation with Jack, I think Aston Villa is going to be in for another difficult season. Uh, not just as do at what I. They've, as what do they've I. done, um, if they, if they sign Emmy Martinez, James, this is a, a pre, little bit leave it. If they sign Emmy Martinez, you can lock, lock, them staying up. Okay, okay, it's a big yeah. if, but I'll keep not. that. I'll keep that one in the hopper. Seems close. Yeah. All right, Patrick, let's move it along from table finishes. Actually, oh, I had top goal scorer here in my notes as next, but let's do this because it's probably still related or more closely related to table finish. Let's do surprise package, surprise wreckage. A team that is going to exceed expectations this year. Patrick, what do you think? Or should I go so first? I no, wait, snake uh, style. 
Yeah, I'll start with the good. You go good, and then you give me your bad. Okay. So I think this, this this one might not be um, contentious in the fact that I think they will. They're going. I think they're going to do what they did last year. Yeah, I mine aren't are, that contentious either. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think I think that the people are expecting a larger regression. I think Sheffield United avoids the relegation discussion fully, and they finish in the eight to twelve position again. I think that they are a strong mid table <laughs> side. I think that they prove it. They did replace. Um, what's his what's his name Henderson with Aaron Ramsdale? That's mm-hmm. a clear downgrade. But at the end of the day, you know, Burnmouth was just getting absolutely pummeled. That team was not not good. And you know, I think mm-hmm. I think Ramsdale did a decent enough job. They've kept the core of what they do. They're a defensive first team. Uh, Burnley's been able to maintain a similar type of a structure, I would say, in terms of what they bring to the table, mm-hmm. the manager's philosophy, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and I, I see them a lot like them. So I think I think Sheffield United will outperform what I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think a lot of people have them back in a relegation discussion. I don't think that they're that team. Well, that is a wonderful segue. I have Sheffield United as my surprise wreckage team. Very good. I do have them my surprise wreckage team. I don't think they're going to get relegated. I think they're going to be safe from, from relegation. But when I say I'm... I don't think these takes are that sensational because I mean it in the sense that I think they're going to be sniffing around 12 to 15. As their as their final placement, uh, I don't. I don't. So you fully... think a regression a regression to the mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, consider this: they were the they odds on. Well, they were the odds on favorite to go down at the start of last season. Sure. So I don't think they're going to regress to those expectations of being in a relegation fight. I just don't think they're going to sniff the. Here's 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 my take. This, that was a one-of-a-kind season for them, and they don't have anything to show for it in terms of, did we land European football? And so what's their resolve going to be like as a team who have lost Dean Henderson, no disrespect to Aaron Ramsdale? What's their resolve going to be like when they look... disrespect him a little bit. What's up? You can disrespect him a little bit. Yeah, well, right. It's it's yeah. like, it's um don't don't say pink elephant or don't think about a pink, pink elephant. I'm saying no disrespect. And you're like, oh, this guy just disrespected him. <laughs> Um, so it's really down a gut feeling. I I don't fully believe the idea of a sophomore slump exists. I read this stat that of the 36 teams who survived the premier league in their first season after promotion, 27 of them stayed up in their second season. So only about 25% suffer the, the sophomore slump. So I know it's not statistically that incredible of a thing, but Sheffield United, I just see them struggling when they poured so much of their 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 heart and their soul into this past season with nothing to show for it. And now they just have to go again. You know, in the oldest phrase and saying, like they have to go again now and that's gonna be tough. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't inherently disagree. I do think that they were a team that uh, Project Restart wasn't particularly kind to. I think that they had a more singular track mission. A lot of these other clubs were more distracted and I think that they did not have the squad. They got absolutely battered after project restart mm-hmm. uh, you know scraping together draws if you know really whatever they could do uh, but they did not hold it together and they were a team that i think would have i think i think without with without the the uh, a stop in the season would have would have finished i mean five points better would have put them sixth so you know I, I don't think it's crazy to say that they could have done that yeah fair uh well my surprise package team since that's where we started patrick you might like this one it's newcastle united Mm-hmm. 
It's Newcastle. It's Newcastle United, and that is not to say that I think you know, kind of the opposite of Sheffield. It's not to say that I think they're going to be challenging for Europe. I think a lot of people right now have them as relegation candidates, and I, I, I think given the business moves that they just made, Callum Wilson, Ryan Fraser, they they're like Bournemouth, like part two over at Newcastle mm-hmm. now. Ryan Fraser, uh, Jamal Lewis at left back. Um, I feel like a good I'm, summer. I feel like I'm forgetting one, but. Uh, you know, St. Maximin and, and Almiron really started to step up, and they only had bummy Joe Ellington to pass it into, and, and he was the guy who was supposed to make things happen, or Dwight Gale, who's clearly not good enough. So I think they're going to be well afloat with Steve Bruce, who I think is still perennially hated on. Steve Bruce is like Ollie's ugly cousin. Um, Steve Bruce it? will, like... When people go through and think, like, okay, where's this team going to finish? If Steve Bruce is your manager... It just automatically takes five places off wherever you would have put them sure. otherwise. Yeah, I mean, the the British media attention and darlingism that Lampard faces is lost on Steve Bruce. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck off, Steve. We're yeah. talking to Frank. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I can only say it's a bit fair enough. But, um, James, I actually have one that I think is actually... Uh, uh, I think it's going to be a bit, con- bit contentious. Okay. I think that a team who could regress this year, and I wouldn't even say regressing to the mean, but regress this year, is Wolves. I think Wolves have done little mm. to improve their squad. You mentioned on one of these roundtables that they kept their squad together, which for a club that's trying to establish themselves in the Premier League is great. I'm not going to beat around the bush. It is really it is really great. That's what they needed to do. They need to hold on to their assets so that they can then take a step forward. I don't buy that bringing in 17-year-olds is going to do that. Not what about their... What about the thirty-five million striker, Jimenez? No, the this guy Silva, some other Portuguese player. Anyway, they made a big money signing. Oh, Andre Silva? No, uh, they made a big money signing in the striker position. It's like some Portuguese fella. Well, Fabio Silva from Porto. Yeah, this kid's he's eighteen. Oh. All right, what, Hi, okay. I highly didn't, rated. I didn't he cost that much? Yeah. Okay. Well, let me put let me put it to you this way. Uh, that's how much William Saliba costs, and he's eighteen. And he's coming from League One, and you're certainly not giving him a whole bunch of credit as the savior. So what a spin zone. The same here. But I'll allow it. Yeah. And so <laughs> I guess what I'm saying, I mean, sure, this kid could be good, but it also just reeks of corruption with their Portuguese agent ties. <laughs> so I'm not going to go ahead and crown him quite yet. What I think that you're throwing haymakers. What I think what happened, what Wolves have been so good at is getting points against the quote-unquote big sides. And I think a lot of those big sides got a lot better. Like, really, a lot better. And I don't know that Wolves did that. And so I expect them to lose more points. Mm. Where Like, I don't expect them to mm. draw twice to United this year. I don't expect that to happen. I don't expect them to take points off Chelsea the way that I expected them to do it last year. I think even okay. uh, the way they even took points off City earlier this year. I think they beat City in 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 the fall <laughs> of last season. I don't I don't know that those games are going to be as easy for them uh, to come by. Uh, and I mean, in, in, not not to make this all about Arsenal, but you know, Arteta just Arteta parked the bus against them and they were clueless. You were like, mm-hmm. "This is the most boring game we ever watched." We watched that game, but a clinical two uh, 0 Yeah, yeah, it really was. And it, it, I think that you can like. It, there's no more surprises with Wolves. We know that they're good. And I think if you set yourself up well against them, mm-hmm. you can defend on the counter, you defend against the crosses, 
you know, you can really shut that team down. Yeah. Like, I don't know that they offer a ton creatively in the midfield. Okay. So I'm going to hold you. I, I don't necessarily disagree. I'm going to hold you to this, though. What is that? Where do you put this? What's the regression? What's the table, the final table standing for them? I would count this as like a win for me and my take if they are bottom half of the table. And again, I don't think they're going to be like lower than 12th. No. But I think like 10 to 12th is okay. probably where I see them. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. That I would be Everton, a big one. Everton got a lot better. I agree Newcastle got a lot better. I think Leicester's going to be good. Uh, and then who knows where Leeds come in? Who knows where Sheffield comes in? Even you know Southampton and Burnley are clubs. There's, there's more competition in that middle of the table than we might be accustomed to. Spurs. Did not get mentioned. <laughs> I still, I still count. Spurs. I don't think Spurs are in for a catastrophe. Mm. I really rate their signings. Yeah, uh, I, I think that they're. I think they're. Pro- I, I think that we probably see the big six and the top six this year. Mm. I, I think that that's what we see mm-hmm. this year. Ooh, interesting. Okay, well, let's keep it rolling so we can we can uh, power through these last few ones. Uh, top goal scorer moving into personal accolades away from the team. I've got a pretty juicy one here, Patrick, but I will seed first uh, first prediction to you. So I am I'm back in my boy here. I think it's a bomb. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You okay, came first, in so hot with for the badge this this podcast. First of all, if there's if there's something to be a homer on, Obamiang winning the golden boot's probably the safest bet. Right. No, I think it's just evident on... I'm only acting this way evident on the previous 40 minutes of the podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> slot Marshall into third, I think, puts a lot of other things into question. So I'll, I'll at least respect your position there. Uh, but I'm, I, I will, I'm also going to back, uh, as a surprise candidate, Danny Ings. I think that he does... <laughs> oh, you mean first and second from... Oh, no, sorry. Second and third from last season? Well, I think that people are expecting him to back back off a little bit when it comes to the goal scoring. Yeah. I think that what Danny Eags does is very similar to Vardy. I don't think he relies on great service. I don't think he relies on, you know, he's just a goal scorer and he's got a grip to him. That he's oh, he's legit. He's going to get himself in he'll good positions to yeah, score and he's a clinical finisher. So I think that he's going to be towards the top. And also just for you, a little de- degenerate district preview, He's he is the best money buy when it comes to that comes with this. He's he's, he's plus plus twenty two hundred again. I think that's just what they put on him, no matter what. Wow. For a guy that finished as high as he did, plus twenty two hundred. Yeah, they're an just absolute like, value bet right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What about you? You said you had some surprises. I've just got. Well, I've just got, well, I've just got the one. I've just got the one, Patrick. And here's okay. here's here's who it is. And it might be shocking because of the way he's been treated recently. I've got Raheem Sterling, Premier League Golden Boot winner Raheem Sterling. And here's my rationale. He's entering his peak years. He's 25 years old. He was only three goals off the pace last year, which I didn't realize. Vardy had 23. He had 20. He was the top goal scorer on a Man City team with De Bruyne and Aguero and Jesus. And he's clearly shown that he is getting better as a player. And I think he's going to get a little bit of shtick for that howler against uh, Lyon. And conversely, this is the moment for him to pick himself up and dust himself off again and prove himself. And I, I could see it happening. So I've got I've got Sterling top goal scorer. So Sterling was somebody I was considering, um, and also just to kind of again put some more levity into my Aubameyang prediction. I thought about just naming Pepe just to see what your reaction would be. That was in the was oh in I would the, have turned off my mic. Yeah, it would. It was in the ether, James. Sterling was also in the ether. Jimenez is another guy I'm, I'm kind of interested yep. in. Yep, I like all um, those names. And minus I do the, think minus the Pepe. I, one. I, yeah, I do think. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Pepe's. Yeah, hopefully he's good for ten this year. But I, I do think um, 
I think someone on United will be in the mix. I just think that it was too evenly distributed last season. I mm-hmm. think that someone from United will step up. I don't know if it's Marshall. I don't know if it's it's Rashford. Could even be Bruno with all the penalties. It could be. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. And and there's, I'm not having to go. I mean, no, I didn't. Spot, he's going to bury it, and he, you get, you know, if he was there the whole season. I'm impervious. Right I'm mix. impervious to the Bruno penalty takes. Like they just—they're just weak to me. They're just weak yeah. allegations. What do you want them to do? Miss them? <laughs> yeah. And then just clap the clap the hands over the ears. Yeah, that's, I saw, that's what I and do. Also, uh, not to go too deep into Pepe, but I saw something on Thierry Henry said uh, something's like, "What did what do you, what did you want him to do? Lower the price? It wasn't what he was asking for. It's what Leon asked for. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, hell yeah, Thierry. That's my boy right there. He ain't a $72 million man. He's just my right winger. And that's how I'm going to look at him. <laughs> He's just a guy. All right. He's just a guy. Patrick, I don't have a little bit leave it. It's a little bit leave it. At risk of too many things being out there. I, I'm going to cool it on the ones that I have in play right now. I know that's not really your style. So I'll, uh, I'll give you the mic for a hot second. James. I have I have but one, but it is a three parter. So it is like a parlay of takes. It's like all of these must the come Lord true. Lord of the Rings of takes. All of these yeah. must come true for my take to be true. Okay. Uh, and they're they're correlated, I assume. They're all correlated. Okay. Yes. First and second I place. Wait. I cannot wait. First and second place will be separated by five points or less. Okay. Second and third place will be separated by 10 points or less. And fourth and fifth place will be separated by five points or less. Okay, run that back for me one more time. First and second and fourth and fifth will both be races that are within five points. Okay. So I think the battle for the title and the battle for the final Champions League place will be a five-point spread. You're neatly hedging Arsenal here. I like it. I like it. Well, no, here's my Arsenal head. Okay. Second and third will be separated by 10 points or less. And so I, the top four prediction, especially at this point, it's a, it's a fool's errand if you're ever going like to your, pin yourself to the flag. you know. Uh, but I do think that the gap between the title race and the Champions League race is going to shrink massively this year. I think our title winners will probably be around 90-ish points with second you know, high 80s, and I think low 80s, high 70s for third, and I think yeah. fourth and fifth are going to be in the 70s as well. I think that it's going to be a really, really fun race. I have to say I agree with those. I have to say I agree with those. I mm-hmm. Liverpool and Man City, obviously a two-horse race, but I mean, the gulf that we saw last season was unheard of. It was, it was, yeah. it was out of control. Sixty-six points, Manchester United, third place. You know, so I, I do agree that we're going to see, even though in other seasons a gap of ten points, Patrick, between second and third, you would not think that was close. But relative to last season, sure, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Um, first and second between five points for sure. I think they'll be neck and neck, Liverpool and City. We touched on that earlier. And then fourth and fifth place. It's funny you look at it away. Very, you look at it very differently to how I look at it, where I've got Arsenal maybe in fifth place, and I'm like, yeah, are they that far off from uh, from United? If United don't make any more signings, probably not. Arteta seems to have them yeah, on the right I mean, course. So, you know, like, that's the way I would look at it, and I don't think it's unheard of. Yeah, and I, and I, and I know that I put, put, put Arsenal in third here, but I don't think it's, you know, it's obviously not outside the realm of possibilities that we were fighting for Champions League. Obviously, I said at the top, 
that's the that's that's the goal, but I don't think it's a it's a sackable offense, and there's a lot of other ways to measure success this season. Right. But I do think like if I I just have a sense that those races are going to be closer. I think that it's going to be harder for City and Liverpool to to hold all of their points, especially without fans. And I think those other teams just got better. So I think there's just going to be a better distribution. Like Arsenal just got waxed by City in the in the Premier League both times, just mm-hmm. absolutely smashed. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, maybe we can split, you know. And then all of a sudden, that's a that's a six point gap that becomes a zero point gap. Oh. And so you just have that a few different times. Oh, get the TI get the TI eighty four oh. out, dude. It's already it's already been done. I put it on the graph. I got every team. It's plotted. got a wisp of smoke coming out the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's on fire, yeah. baby. Patrick, I. I like that, and I like your commitment to analytics. Let's keep that one in the hopper. Add it to your list. Yeah. I'm sure you're keeping track. I'm not, but mm-hmm. I'll remember them all. Good, good. I trust you with that. All right, here we are. The home stretch of the cast that you all know and love. It is three staples. Freak of the week. I got some men of culture for you. Don't let okay. me forget it. And then your degenerate district to send us home into the new season. Are you ready? Wow. Wow, oh, I'm it so is ready. A, it is upon us. Here's my freak of the week. A, oh, you have a freak? Go, go, go. And it balances nicely, I think, with the way this podcast narrative is shaping up. My freak of the week, Patrick, is plastic Arsenal fans. Mm. And you know who I'm is giving that to? No, I'm giving it to Matt Doherty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. This boy will just, you know, at the sight of some cash, just go back on his boyhood allegiances and his fandom and just renounce Arsenal and go and sign for Spurs. I mean, if that's just one of them, imagine how many of them actually exist. Only one got caught on camera. Matt Doherty. Yeah. We'll we'll see. We'll see. I think he's got a um I think he's got an old go own goal to slot right past Larice in a in a derby for me waiting. Mm. So I'm not I'm not counting out the secret agent yet. Okay. But that was a good bit of banter. That's a good way to address it. that comes up all the time where it's like Oh, you said Chelsea was your boyhood club? Well, here's the United. It was. For it was pretty eight. good. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, it was fun. I wouldn't. I wouldn't encourage him to explore an acting career once he's done playing. But you know, it was, it was a bit of good. A bit of good banter from 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 Spurs. Got to give him credit there. Yeah. Okay, I got a freak too. It's not Phil Foden. It's not Mason Greenwood. It's the one and only Troy Deeney. Troy Deeney is... I was wondering if you were going to go for Greenwood. No, no. The number 11 shirt at United changes a person, Patrick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's it's too real. It's too real. So here's the thing. Um, Troy Deeney is thirsty as all get out to get himself back in the Premier League. I'm going to read you a a quote here. Um, I definitely see myself as a Premier League striker. I scored double figures last season on one leg. How many did Holler get last year for West Ham? Six or seven? Oh. Or Joe Linton for Newcastle? Two? Going for these names. Are 40 million, yeah, these are $40 million players, and I only cost 300000 My time is not up. So, I kind of love that. To his credit, I think Troy Deeney is a Premier League striker. Sorry, I didn't, yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt. No. Yeah, sure. I think, he's, yeah, I think he's a guy that maybe on a, on a team fighting for relegation, um, you want in your rotation. So fair play to him. But... Here's the thing that I, I think is particularly freakish about this. He says this as if he's like coming up with this on the spot. Uh, those two players cost $40 million. Haller got seven goals. Joe Linton got two. This was a prepared quote. He did his research. 
And also, he knows what he's doing. Was it a, was it a statement? Five of his ten goals. I don't know if he just... I, I just read the quote. I don't know who he was talking to. Uh, somebody could have made this up for all I know, to be honest with you. And in which case, I just got duped. But five <laughs> of his ten goals were from the penalty spot. And so this guy scored five goals from open play. And, and also, you want to compare yourself to Sebastian Holler and Joel Linton? Like, that's the bar you're setting for yourself? I mean, I guess that's the bar the Premier League's setting, but... yeah. Yeah, he's getting my freak of the week for that one. Okay. I think, I mean, I think yeah. you could love the quote. You can hate the quote. You can think it's ridiculous or great. I think it's a freak quote no matter Patrick, how you I think it's perfectly in theme with your Arsenal standing today. Dude, you know, you I got Brighton right going down because of Mape. Uh-huh. Got West Brom. Uh-huh. Yeah, everything. Yeah, Everything's no, it's here. all connected. It's not hard to draw a straight line through your thinking today. <laughs> Wait till you get to the degenerate <laughs> district. Oh, my God. All no, right. actually, I don't think it's in there. Men of culture, oh let me give a little spacing yeah, before you get to the degenerate district. Patrick. Here's mine for you. Our beloved Roy Hodgson, who is just such a behemoth, a giant, a staple in the Premier League, has just signed a one-year extension in March to keep him on at Crystal Palace, 73 years of age. Patrick, this is his 45th season in management. Wow. And so I take this and I transfer it to a hot seat that you're sitting on because... There's so much data in which you can pull how many times he's been dunked on and the title has been won against a Roy Hodgson team. 45 seasons. I need... Does that include his inter- international um, tenures? Yeah, I mean, it's everything. I'm sure it okay. includes when he's an assistant manager, too. I'm sure he didn't just walk uh, into being a head coach. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I did one season. It took me 20 minutes to figure it out. Ooh. And then I was like, this is just not worth my time. But I'll go back. I'll I'm not going to dig into why that took 20 minutes. Yeah, that's probably distracted, James. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't really focusing on it. And then I had some other stuff to do. And I was like, yeah, this is too hard. Uh, yeah, I'll do some digging. I'll do some digging. I know. I Thank you for holding me accountable. I owe the Prem heads that much. Okay. Okay. Here's my other one. Just because it's my favorite meme right now. It's uh, The caption is Antonio, Val- Antonio Valencia, one-on-one with a fullback. And for anyone who watched Valencia, Patrick, for you, slot in Pepe in place of Valencia. Uh, the, Not having it, James. The video is Michael Jackson at one of his old school concerts, <laughs> just smacking the floor with his heel, just doing little like toe drags and step overs. <laughs> it just brought a smile to my face. This one's going up on the gram so you guys can see it in all its glory. It's but, good. Uh, yeah. Good. If you okay, if you have a winger on your team who without the ball moving is just running all kinds of circles around it, this one's for you. Yeah. It's a good one. It's a good. There's there's a few there's a few that that could fit into. Be third. Okay. Degenerate district, Patrick. Mm. Let's hear it. Mm. So I did a lot of research, James. I want to I want to start the season off strong. So um, lock of the week. I'm going with goals. I'm not going with the spread. We don't know how this week's going to pan out. Lock of the week. I'm taking the over of two and a half goals in the Crystal Palace Southampton game. That is okay. at plus one twenty. You got Danny Ings, you got Wilfred Zaha, and you got two of the most trash defenses in the league. Okay, sound. And I'm taking that. I'm just. I think it's. And I've been seeing a lot of clips of Zaha <clears throat> in preseason scoring some bangers. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think he's in good form. Ings, same deal, good form. Give Ward Prowse a free kick. I think it's done and dusted. I also think that this is one of those games that 
whoever scores first is probably going to go on and get a second. And so then you're really just asking for one extra goal. Okay, so, so that's your lock, huh? Yep. Palace Southampton over two and a half goals, plus 120. So you're getting better than even odds on that. Okay. Crock of the week. It's a five-team money line parlay. <laughs> that escalated quickly. It is plus 3,000. That on $10 bet wins you 300, $100 bet wins you 3,000. The reason this won't work out and the reason it's a crock is because you never really see a season. I don't really remember a season where after like match week one, I'm looking at the table and it's all of like the best, quote unquote, best teams sitting on three points. Somebody always drops points. That's probably going to happen here. That's why it's in the crock. But James, listen to these money lines and tell me this isn't worth the bet. Arsenal money line versus Fulham. Okay. Liverpool money line versus Leeds. Okay. Leicester money line versus West Brom. Okay. Chelsea money line versus Brighton. Okay. Wolves money line versus Sheffield United. That's the toughest one right there. It is. Absolutely. Yeah. That but is absolutely the toughest one right there. Yeah. I mean, if you drop it, the odds probably go down to like plus five. Not to mention That's it's three-way. Most... Right. Yeah. Draw is a loss. Yeah. So... It's unlikely so, that all those Yeah, those when you hit. when you read them out one by one and you ask me what the most likely result is, you you have named those said results. But uh is it all going to go your way probably not. That's gambling. <laughs> but I'll be damned if I don't take advantage of this when the when the money's looking good. Okay. I like it. I like it. You're you're it's a crock. You're getting off the board. It's a five-way five-team five three-way parlay, parlay. that's yeah. grounded in reason. Okay. So that's that's sure. what we're working with right sure now. Sure enough, um, I do have a few meatballs, and I do as <laughs> when the website when the website launches, um, I do plan to give a full betting column every week. So it won't be just three picks. You will have your spicy meatballs. Um, these are things I'm just throwing out there. Um, Leeds plus a goal and a half. So losing by one or better against Liverpool uh, is even odds, uh, and I think that's not crazy to think. Also. If we're um, kind of toning down uh, your, your, your dad's prediction, he thought that uh, Lees was going to go ahead and take all three points. So mm-hmm. that might even be a lock in, in, in some people's eyes. Mm-hmm. Another meat uh, another meatball here. Newcastle is plus 235 to beat West Ham. I think that's a good value wow. bet there. Wow. Okay. I like and, that. And then Everton, who might not have all their new players in, so this <clears throat> maybe is one you don't want to touch quite yet, but a draw or better. Uh, against Spurs is basically even. They're at plus one hundred five okay. to draw better against okay. Spurs. Wow! So I think there's a few other there's a few other fun bets that you might be able to find. Sharp out. as ever, Patrick. Is it possible? Mm-hmm. Have you carved out a reality where all these could hit? Uh, yeah, it's it's called my Bavada account. That's that's the, that's the reality. <laughs> yeah, and I'm hovering over the submit button. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I, like I said, James. I am every every pick that I give the people this year. I will take you myself. Take. Yeah. So I will go down with the ship. Yeah. Um, I haven't quite figured out how I'm going to bet. Like, you know, because you're supposed to do like units. Like that's how you're supposed to bet. Like, right, right, to say, right, like right, yeah. a lock is like a three unit bet and a crock is like a half unit bet, sure. whatever. I don't know how that all works. So bet what you want to bet. Yeah. But I'm betting all of these at different, different intervals. You are our stonks rat until we have a new stonks rat. First of all, I didn't place the bet, James. Let's take some accountability here. <laughs> you, you know... You know which bets you placed and didn't place. Sure do. History will show. Sure do. 
I'll tell you what, it was all the wrong ones. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, it would not be the new season if we weren't back here giving you seven or eight different bets that you could go and take, and Patrick is indeed taking on his Bavada account. So we are in full swing. Just reloaded, baby. New season. Silly season has given way to a new silly season. (laughs) long live the king and long live the premier league we're back guys we cannot wait to catch up with you uh after this week the first week of action first game week and in the meantime make sure you go back and listen to all of our roundtables if you are a fan of one of the top six teams top six teams or thereabouts we've got the cast for you give it a listen and drop us a follow so glad to have you on board on behalf of patrick this is james signing off What's up, Prem Heads? Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts at Prem De La Prem, a Premier League podcast, and smash that subscribe button for all other interviews, segments, and hot takes that you can handle. You can also find us on Instagram for some fire content at Prem De La Prem Podcast. No spaces, no punctuation, just like life.